How's it going, guys? Welcome to the second episode of our podcast, Watch It, Love It, Let's Talk About It. To my right is my good friend, Wesley Swink. What's up? To my left is our good friend, Chase Etheridge. Hey, everybody. All right, guys, so today we're going to do a couple top fives within the uh, the MCU. You know, we're going to do uh, our top five favorite movies, maybe dive into our least favorite movies, you know, really looking forward into the MCU, what we're excited about. Yeah, we're, we we love the MCU. We truly love these movies, and we just want to discuss it with each other. We love talking about them, and we want you guys to hear what we think. For sure. So enjoy the show. Welcome to this episode of Watch It, Love It, Let's Talk About It. Today we're talking about the MCU, the lovely Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've yeah. had, how many movies have we had so far, Chase? It's right around 12, 12 or 13. 12, yeah. So we're pretty pretty good ways into it. and uh, Every movie has been pretty good so far, but today we'll kind of discuss our top five. Yeah, it's kind of hard to to narrow it down. Yeah, for sure. There's so many good ones. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that discussion a little bit later. To start off, I have a little bit for you guys. All a right. A surprise. What was, what's a, a movie from your childhood that you loved as a child that is a terrible movie, that you, but you still watch it today? Like, you'll go back and watch that movie. I think we were doing that last weekend with uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers yeah, movie. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and answer give you guys some time to think about it. For, yeah. But for me... Mm-hmm. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Like, uh, like Taylor said, we kind of watched last a couple. Of, yeah, last weekend we watched a couple of clips from that movie. The jumping, the parachuting scene out of the yeah, with the snowboard the airplane with the snowboard, the snowboard Tommy so snowboard, and then they skate. And it's, so I love that movie. Just very nostalgic, but it's Let's also see. a terrible movie. Let me think. So. I don't know. I had a pretty good. Uh, I was pretty good at choosing my movies back then. Really? When you were five years old? Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's pretty much like all Disney stuff, right? And it all yeah. holds up. I'm trying to think of something that was awful. I mean, I loved, like, the Ernest Goes to Camp stuff. Yeah. When, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I would go back and watch them right now. Yeah. Those are hilarious. Well, a lot of stuff that was good then mm-hmm. is good now for a different reason. It's like... Nostalgia pieces? Yeah. yeah. Um, one of mine, I'm a little younger in the crowd, older in the crowd, um... The original Transformers animated cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It, I'll, it's better than to me than the uh, Transformers movies now. Yeah, the, the Michael Bay yeah explosion. Explosion. If you watch it, porn the, the animation is terrible. It's eighties animation. You could tell it was done on the cheap. I mean, yeah, characters like change colors during the movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but the movie itself, I still like. But that's probably mine. Awesome, yeah, awesome. for sure. That's a good. I mean, I I watched a little bit of the old Transformer animated series and. I, th- I think I've seen it on Netflix. Kind of dived into it a little bit. They're about to release a Blu-ray remaster of it. Mm-hmm. Check they, that out. Maybe they fix some of those issues. Uh, just since we're on the topic of nostalgia, on Hulu they have the old X-Men animated series. Yeah. Still good, man. Yeah. It's still cheesy as crap, but like the <laughs> accents are so over the top. You got Rogue. She's so Cajun. Or not Cajun. Southern. Yeah. Just straight Southern, man. Like She's straight from 
Hicktown, Alabama. Awesome. Like Prattville, Alabama, where I'm from. Yeah. So New go Orleans. check that out. I mean, it's, it's great. Definitely. If you haven't seen it before, if you just want to revisit it. Might need to borrow your Hulu password. Yeah. That's, so, another, that's another one you need to <laughs> brace yourself for the animation because it's, again, Oh, yeah. Up. Very crude animation. Start watching it on a 1080p widescreen television, you're going to be going, oh, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so, but I, sorry to surprise you guys like that. But I thought it'd be a pretty oh, yeah, cool little awesome, bit man. to talk about. So we'll I enjoyed it. We'll go ahead and start off and talk talking about the MCU. Okay. First off, top ten, top five. Sorry. Yeah. MCU films, and we kind of put a list a list together, an overview list. We've discussed this and came up with a list that we all kind of agree upon. So we'll start from the bottom. Uh, our honorable mention, which may make some people mad, Iron Man. Started off the MCU, introduced us to Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, the biggest face of the MCU, yeah, the, the greatest character of the MCU. He really came into his own with this character. Introduced a, a lot of uh, introduced the Avengers Initiative in the post credit scene. Yeah, so we got to see a lot of cool things in this first movie. What do you guys think? I think uh, the back in black in the very beginning of the movie pumped my little. I think I was like thirteen at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, pumped me up, son. Yeah. They uh, <laughs> had to fight for Robert Downey Jr. to be in it, so we almost didn't have him as Iron Man. Man, really? can you imagine anybody else as Iron Man? Not really. It's just like, like Hugh Jackman, um, even Chris Evans as Captain America. Just some people you can't imagine them anybody else being that character, and that's yeah. for sure. Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, and it all I mean there's some really cool fight scenes in that movie. A really good origin story. John Favreau. Yeah, I mean the whole cave scene. It, it gets your heart pumping. Yeah, yeah. John Favreau definitely knows how to handle characters. Yeah. Um. So for anybody that's seen Chef, <laughs> yeah, Chef is phenomenal. <laughs> like Chef is great. Yeah. But anyways, so that's our honorable mention to Iron Man. So we won't get too far into it because it didn't make the top five. But yeah. moving on to number five, one of my favorites, one of my favorite comic book characters of all time. He used to have his little action figure for the longest time, Ant-Man. Okay. So as we all know, Ant-Man was originally supposed to be directed by Edgar Wright. It was a passion project for him. started in 2006, before the MCU even started. Mm-hmm. And then he left Okay. in the middle of production. But yet, we still got a pretty daggum good film. It's, it yeah, was really it's great. Good film. I mean, I watched it with my dad, and my dad loved it, and he's not a huge superhero guy. Yeah. Marvel knows how to pull in... A whole crowd of people, and yeah. that is a movie that definitely did that. It I mean it had your grandma cracking up, you yeah. know. Yeah, I do know some people that thought it departed too much from the superhero movie for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I liked it too. I enjoyed it. It was superhero movie meets theft movie meets comedy. It's comedy, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you could definitely. Tell I mean, it, it seeing Paul Rudd do anything other than what was done in that movie would have felt a little weird to me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's such that iconic kind of indie comedy character. Yeah. And you can definitely tell Edgar Wright had a hand in this film. Yeah. Because I'm sure Peyton Reed and Chris McKay and, and Paul Rudd, after the, when they did the rewrites, it probably didn't take a whole lot out of the story. And that's good. I mean, Edgar yeah. Wright's a fantastic director. I wish he would have stayed upon, stayed on, but Adam or Peyton Reed and then Adam McKay and Paul Rudd still did a phenomenal job completing this movie. We got a really quality film. Yeah, you got a really good uh, end credit scene. <laughs> yeah, out of it. I mean, I mean, and even one of the coolest scenes I think I've seen in the MCU is um, when he breaks his little 
his belt piece to go, you know, subatomic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that so, was a great scene. Yeah, the the fight scenes in that movie, have them going to the ant size. And, and then pulling back into the life size, seeing yeah. Thomas the train engine. Yeah, Man. well, the scene in the bathtub, the first time he goes, yeah, small. Yeah, exactly. That's just really cool visuals, right? Yeah, I mean. How they did that, really awesome. It introduced a whole new, you know, kind of a visual aspect to the MCU. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, different from what we've seen so far. Not yeah. Kind of how Doctor Strange is doing right now. Yeah. So yeah. not super like gritty and real like Winter Soldier was. Now we're into ant-sized men yeah. fighting. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. We have got a bunch of heroes, which is changing now, but hit, punch. We don't have many different superpowers, but now it's finally yeah. changing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. I can I see that a lot. Like you got you know like your uh, your Black Widows, your Iron, your um, Captain Americas. They're Thor. really just kind of fighters. He, yeah. I mean, he throws the lightning every now and then, but mostly it's throwing the hammer and Hawkeye's the same way Hawkeye. Winter yeah. Soldier's the same way Nick Fury's the same way Incredible Hulk's the same way all punching fighting fist feet yeah. but here we have a guy that goes atomic subatomic to get things done so, and as you saw in in uh, Civil War Giant yeah. Ant-Man yeah spoiler alert if you haven't <laughs> seen the movie uh, you, you should have saw it already <laughs> you're in the wrong place but yeah that's number 5 Ant-Man so we'll move on to number 4 and number 4 is Guardians of the Galaxy Oh, hard Once not to again, love it. going away from the breaking from the mold of the MCU. Yeah, and that's my favorite part about it. It was something so new. Yeah, you know? just re- reinvigorating uh, a space opera. Yeah, you know, exactly. in, this, in this world of superheroes that exist on the Earth, we go exist on the Earth or Asgard. We go into <laughs> space and see different planets and different creatures besides with men. with some of the most likable characters in the entire Marvel oh, yeah. Cinematic Universe to me. And one of the best transformations I've ever seen from Chris Pratt going from his Parks and Rec days <laughs> to just getting ripped. The best transformation is him going from getting ripped back to his Parks and Rec days when he gained like 40 pounds in two weeks. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Oof. That's interesting. Mm. I thought he just stayed ripped on Parks and Rec. Mm-mm. That final season he stayed fairly ripped he said yeah. he said he told the guys when he was going back that okay i've done this twice now I did yeah. this for zero oh, 30 yeah and now i've done this for this and i've got this other movie jurassic world coming up yeah i'm not going like full-fledged i'm not very familiar with with uh star lord in the comics but i feel like he definitely was a good star lord yeah and i mean like i said we didn't grow up in the 80s but you know being 90s babies we kind of still were influenced by that culture yeah and um especially growing up with like guitar hero and stuff we knew the music you know we kind of knew the culture oh yeah Um, and just seeing that that retrospect in a film it was it was heartwarming it was it from the very first scene in that movie i was encapsulated in it very amazing soundtrack kept you in the in the movie kept you awake paying attention so and then uh, one of my favorite characters in the movie is Drax the Destroyer and how literal he is. Yeah. I, I recently watched this movie last weekend again. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the moments, Star-Lord says something about going over his head, a joke going over his head, and he's like, nothing, nothing goes, goes, nothing over, goes over my head. Yeah. My reflexes are too fast. <laughs> yeah. So it's just you know, just funny little moments, like character moments like that, really bring you into the movie. And it, to me, it it um, it gives it the MCU so greatly with you know seeing the Collector you know, seeing Nova Corps. Yeah. You know, it and bringing really, you know, Thanos has been in it since the post credit scene, but really bringing Thanos into the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think it more than most it greatly uh added to the cinematic universe. So that's actually one I guess thing I dislike about the movie is Thanos 
portrayal. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that Josh Brolin did a bad job, but he wasn't as formidable in, in Guardians of the Galaxy as I thought he could have been. Yeah, he's kind of sits in the chair. He's kind of sits in the chair, which I guess is part of being a formidable villain. But, I mean, you got to look at it to where, like, he's such a higher up that this is just like a game of chess for him. Yeah, right? definitely. Sitting in the chair, making moving pieces into place. Yeah, yeah kind of like the final scene, the post credit scene, where he gets to the gauntlet and says, okay, I have to handle this myself now. I can't remember yeah. the exact line, but he's like, yeah. okay, I'm done pulling the strings from behind the curtain. I'm getting involved. And he yeah. grabs the one of apparently two gauntlets in the MCU. Yeah. Oh, well, that was a post-credit scene in Civil War, I think. I believe I it was Civil was, War. It wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. It, was the, it was the mid-credit scene. And then they had the end-credit scene was... Uh, uh, was it in Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, the mid-credit, the end-credit scene is Howard the Duck. Yeah. Which is also yeah. a very funny scene. Uh, like I said, we didn't grow up in the 80s, but Howard the Duck was an 80s film. And I watched that movie the first time, and it gave you duck boobs. Nice. So I remember that very Got vividly. Got some good duck tits. <laughs> we'll probably cut this moment out of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, Gardens Galaxy, very, very fun movie to watch. A space opera introduces us to the, the space aspect of Marvel Cinematic Universe, something mm-hmm. we hadn't seen before. But very limited in the Thor movies. I mean, one of the now to me one it. of the biggest threats of any villain so far. Oh, with Ronan's threat. Yeah, see, I, I would say he wasn't that good of a threat. I mean, but he's destroying. You don't think so? When I, he's coming, destroying galaxies. I don't know. Just you, you hear that, but you don't see it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. All you see is him beat up Drax. All you see is really you don't see him do a whole lot of fighting or mm-hmm. destroying. I mean, you hear oh Ronan. Destroyed my, killed my family, or you know, stuff like that. Or you hear Thanos destroyed galaxies, but yeah. you don't see Ronan. I mean, he stood up to Thanos, inflict the the Kree death sentence on the uh, Zandarian yeah. race. So maybe if we saw that a little bit more, he would be a, a villain on par with Loki, Red Skull. But the, this movie though does kind of show you. I don't know about Red Skull. Well, that's <laughs> a common complaint about the MCU in general yeah. that so, the villains aren't that well. Developed. Yeah, it's part mm-hmm. of the trend that you do see that some of the villains aren't very well developed, and I, I personally think this fell into. I don't know, man. When he when he told Thanos off, I was like, "This dude's bad." Yeah, I can understand like, that. Call I mean, me yeah. boy. I, like, I can understand both sides of the story, but for me, he wasn't a very formidable villain. What do you think, Chase? Formidable, formidable. Yes, uh, but good character. Yeah, I don't. Maybe not fleshed out enough. Yeah, I mean that's that's what they say about all of them, like. Uh, his character, um, character in Ant-Man, Yellow Jacket. Mm-hmm. Malekith and, in yeah, the Dark World. And I'd argue even in our honorable mention, Iron Man. Oh, yeah. The uh, Obadiah, yeah. Obadiah Stone. Yeah, all the villains, except for maybe Loki. Um, yeah, because he's been maybe, in like four movies. Yeah, <laughs> maybe some of the characters in Winter Soldier and Civil War, mm-hmm. obviously. But even in the Civil War, there's that issue too. All, all the villains, so save maybe Loki have an issue of being underdeveloped but yeah. on the other side of that that allows more time for the heroes to be developed which we are continue to see in later movies which need more time yeah mm-hmm. and Guardians of the Galaxy shows something that Marvel's really good at and that is developing their heroes yeah they really love their heroes and I mean you got five that. characters in one movie right yeah. and they all feel like they, they all have their moments they mm-hmm. all you get you get a sense of their motivations their Dark secrets. Little, what they love, struggle little with. love tangle between yeah. Quill I mean, and Gamora. You get the struggle with, yeah, Gamora having to be 
the adopted daughter of Thanos, Thanos but yeah. not by choice, but because Thanos killed her parents killed her in front parents, of her. Yeah. And then you see Rocket. I mean, he was created into this monstrosity, basically a engineered raccoon that can talk, and he he has to deal with that. People call him Rodent and stuff. So you get to see these really cool character moments that you wouldn't think you would see in a comedy. This, is, this yeah. movie is purely a comedy. It's an action comedy for sure. Yeah. Um, but James Gunn, James Gunn does a good job paying attention to his characters and developing them. I feel so. so you got anything else about Guardians of the Galaxy? I mean, I think we could talk about that movie all day long, man. That's great. Yeah, so that was... It's, uh, it's almost To me, it's almost as good as our next one. Well, that's the thing about this list. Like The top five are so good that there really isn't much gap between them. Yeah. I mean, I, I can I would say Garner's Galaxy is just as good as number one, but I have favorites in our number one that that are more my, more of my favorite characters than what were in Garner's Galaxy. But yeah. quality movie wise, very quality movie. And when you get to these next top three, they're going to be on the very close, yeah, yeah. interchanging a lot of people. So that leads us to number three, the Avengers, the team up of what we saw from Iron Man mm-hmm. to. Captain America. I believe Captain America was the last movie before Avengers. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a movie that not only brought all these the MCU together, right? Yeah. You're talking about a movie that's done the first the first of its kind. Yeah. Really. First superhero yeah. team up besides the besides Fantastic Four, but first superhero team no, up. No, but that's post a superhero origin team. stories. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about like a sh- national treasure. Be. Shared universe can work. Yeah. So was it six different characters that had to share screen time? Yeah. We got a totally different Incredible Hulk with uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. Seeing a lot more Bruce Banner, or yeah, a lot more a different kind of Bruce Banner. You seen it? Yeah, really cool a, Hulk. A, a great struggle. Yeah. Between the two, a really Doctor, you know, uh, what is it? Doctor Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde yeah. story with it. Yeah. For sure, and then wonderful, wonderful villain Loki. I mean, yeah. we had Loki in, in the first Thor movie, but he just expanded his character in this movie. Mm-hmm. And his uh, what was the alien race? The Chitauri. The Chitauri. Chitauri. Yeah. yeah. And Loki's hair looks a lot better in this movie. Than Thor <laughs> Is that one of your well. biggest things? Yeah, it's one of my yeah. biggest things. But I mean, yeah. Black Widow fleshed out. You know, the opening of that movie was great. So we got to see these guys come together on screen for the first time. I'm a huge Avengers fan, and. Just to give a little Avengers history, the first Avengers team in Avengers number one mm-hmm. d- did not include Captain America at the time because he was still frozen in ice. Yeah. So it really was Iron Man, Ant Man, mm-hmm. Hank Pym, Ant Man, Hulk. Oh no, Hulk, Hulk wasn't in there yet. Thor, and then Wasp. Yeah, Wasp was there. That was pretty much the core cast. Yeah, that was the main cast. Yeah. So yeah. you saw a little bit of a difference, but. Still, a really good Avengers team that we I, had. I think it's the movie that really that really set aside the MCU from the comic universe, right? With this collection of heroes making up the Avengers. Yeah, the, yeah the, this is where the comic books started imitating the movies instead mm-hmm. of the movies imitating, imitating the comic books. Yeah, and also our first look at Joss Whedon as a big blockbuster director. Yeah. The, you know what we had from him before was He's from Serenity. Yeah, name, Buffy, right? Buffy the Vampire Slayer, then Firefly and then Serenity was a spin-off of yeah. Firefly. But he Do you guys know Mike Falzone? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> his his wife was uh in Firefly and I just I found that out the other day. For anybody that likes Mike Falzone or SourceFed, good little tidbit of information. Oh, Sorry about okay. that. Yeah, that's cool. But anyways, yeah, Joss Whedon I don't think he directed a big blockbuster before this movie, and 
he wasn't involved in the origin stories. He, it was a totally new director than any director that did the origin stories before. So mm-hmm. for him to have to bring these characters in together, meld them together, and also give them moments to build their each individual character's you know story was really cool to see. Yeah, um, like I said, it's the first time it's ever been done, so it's hard not to lo- love it. You yeah. know, and the execution of it was really beautiful. My only gripe would be <clears throat> would really just be the the final battle. Do they really have to destroy the entire city? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, it's still a cool battle though. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else could you do with it though? I mean, alien invasion. I understand, but I mean, I, like in my in my high school head when I was watching it, I was just sitting there like counting. Like, I know this is PG thirteen, but. I've just watched 100,000 people die in this one. You know what I mean? There's somebody in those buildings. Yeah, we get that. Which, then again, that ties into... Our number one movie that yeah. we'll get to. That, you get to address that yeah. in the number one movie. Exactly, but, exactly. Um, so we get our best villain. And I think, don't they... They, they do introduce the Stark... Um, like In Age of Ultron, they do introduce that, okay, we, we're thinking about this. It's... Uh, well, I mean, it was a general concern of, like, the whole... A lot of fans were talking about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, the end of this movie was a little controversial as yeah. far as superheroes letting people die. Yeah. But, I mean, again, they pointed it out in the end of the movie, too, where the newscast are showing where are they now, they've disappeared, who's helping with cleanup. They immediately address it that they helped destroy everything, yeah. but where are they now? Well, they also saved the... I mean, right. Right. Yeah, the they say the planet, but, I mean, they destroy the city and then go get some shawarma. Yeah, they get some. <laughs> hey, I did their part. A very funny post-credit scene, by the way. But so we got our best villain in this movie. I think Loki. Uh, he would, uh, he hasn't been surpassed yet as a villain. Most developed villain, um, probably the best scheme. Yeah, but when when you when you're in five like four or five movies, you well, can he, do this that. is only his second at the time. He was in Thor in a, a pretty big role in Thor, but. Mm-hmm. This was his first role, first movie as just a, the villain, okay. like the ultimate villain. You think in this movie he was still the best villain? Well, yeah, even well, in his first not movie, now. Though, unlike most of the other villains, I mean, he had a personal connection to the yeah to the hero of that movie yeah, and the overall story. Yeah, yeah. which mm-hmm. is what I see that. lacking. Yeah, another. And his plan was pretty cool. How to like being caught on purpose and getting on the shield helicarrier and causing the Hulk to rampage, right? Mm-hmm. And destroy the helicopter. That was all part of his plan, so really cool plan that he had going on. And Only character that had a disservice done to him and he knew it was uh, Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. yeah. He complained after production because he signed on. I was at San Diego Comic-Con when he was a, a revealed, the original Avengers were revealed to the public. Yeah. And you were what, in year, what year is yeah. this? That's sweet. That's a... Uh, 2009? 2009, I think. 2009, 2010. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. 2010. And uh, he signed on. That, that, that was him signing on. There wasn't anything ready to go, and he had signed on. Mm-hmm. And he gets to reading the script finally, and I'm a mindless drone this entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like it, which is why, spoiler, Age of Ultron has heavy Hawkeye story in it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, and a lot of fans had... I think it's hard to, for us to keep saying spoiler alert after these movies because like guys if you haven't seen these movies you're in the wrong place yeah, yeah Zach if you haven't seen these movies go get a life and watch these movies right <laughs> yeah. go lose a life and watch <laughs> go these lose movies. A life and watch movies <laughs> but yeah um, I think a lot of fans agree with you Chase like Hawkeye was definitely disserviced in this movie yeah. but that's you know 
kind of a nitpicky thing to say. Like this movie was a very good movie for sure. Yeah, and that's why it's our number three. But uh, which somebody had to. I mean, you get Captain America having the "I'm coming back to the world" story. You got yeah Tony dealing with his issues in it. We got Black Widow finally having a full character formed. Yeah, and yeah. Finally getting a good. So you just feel like they could have done Hawkeye better. Yeah, yeah. Well, I understand I'm that. Saying, but no, I understand why they didn't. Because I mean, you have all these other great stories in this one two two and a half hour movie. Yeah. And you've got all these character stories. But yeah, they did yeah. they did spend a lot of time on him in Age of Ultron. So he got the he got the last laugh, I think. So if you can if you can recall like what was your favorite scene in the movie? Oh, um, it's everybody's favorite scene, I would hope. Yeah, uh, the Hulk smash Loki <laughs> scene. No, I love I mean, that scene. The Is that your that, favorite scene? I love that scene. When he smashes Loki on the ground. Yeah, that was funny. God. That was so funny. I mean, yeah. my favorite scene is the Back to back in a circle. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, the the big shot. That, that, that's the okay. We did it. Yeah. This, yeah. this is it. Well, actually, my favorite scene because I'm a huge Captain America fan is we know the police officers. Yeah, yeah I probably yeah. The police officers <laughs> are talking about like you know we need to make a perimeter or whatever. Or no, Captain America said guys gonna make a perimeter to mm-hmm. the police officers and they're like basically who are you? They're just standing there and then all of a sudden got a couple of Chitari aliens that come and he just kicks butt. Like just smashes one with a shield. And then he's like, all the police officers are like, make a perimeter, go down the street. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite moments for sure. Yeah. So I also like the puny god moment uh, when Iron Man is like, well, we have a, we have a Hulk. They say we have a Hulk. Yeah, we have a Hulk. Yeah. 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 We have a Hulk. Just really cool moments in that movie. Funny. Funny yeah, moments. And, you know? I mean, they're all getting along and they're working as a team. Like, like I said, that whole movie is, is a perfect, perfect example of a grand idea. Coming, coming to fruition. To, yeah, definitely. You took the words out of my mouth. So, moving on, that's our number three. <clears throat> Avengers number is our number three on the list. Moving on to Winter Soldier. Um, this is actually, personally, my f- favorite movie. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's really good. Once again, Captain America movie, yeah. primarily. <laughs> uh, before this movie came out, I made it a point to read the Winter Soldier story, mm-hmm. the actual comic book. And Yeah, me too. Man, it's good. It's good stuff. I think the the dynamic between uh, Steve Rogers and Bucky Bucky Barnes is just really mm-hmm. good relationship. And I really like Cap and Black Widow's relationship too. Within oh, yeah. the whole movie, yeah. I agree. Um, I didn't see them get, getting along that well mm-hmm. after Avengers. What they did there, I liked. Yeah, yeah. And then it really flipped the Marvel Cinematic Universe on its head when they. Disbanded Shield and exposed that Hydra was yeah. I mean, and, sleeper. And this is the one where uh, where Samuel Jackson gets killed in it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, gets killed. Supposedly, but not but really. Yeah, they took like a, well, they did the the MCU. We kill everybody and yeah. they come back at the end of the movie. We'll, we'll give it to that more in Civil War, but yeah, Nick Fury dies. Yeah, but he's not really dead. Really, it's really good action movie, man. You know, yeah. Um, you know, in our last episode, we talked about Jason Bourne and one of the scenes in this movie, the elevator scene, when he's got nine, ten guys in the elevator with him. Yeah. And he just takes them out in really close quarters, hand-to-hand, hand-to-hand combat. And, just military hand-to-hand and combat. And some of them, they were friends, you know, before this yeah. initiative was made. So it, it has a lot of heart. The whole movie yeah. has a lot of heart. Yeah, but that <clears throat> that gritty, realistic fighting, mm-hmm. really, really cool, to, refreshing to see. You go from Avengers, you know, just superheroes, just kicking alien butt to Captain America a guy yeah. that has no superpowers he's just a superhuman yeah. I mean, superpowers are strength and he's just kicking butt he's just you know just fighting wise just 
technically sound. He's you know he's it's really chore- choreographed well. And yeah, and I mean it's a Captain America movie, so I'm gonna use this terminology. It's almost patriotic, you know, when yeah. Shield Shield starts turning and they give the order right, mm-hmm. and then you have all these people that work for Shield, you know, that aren't a part of the Hydra Initiative, you know, standing up. Yeah. For what they truly believe in, it's it's really. This patriotic. movie is brutal too. Like when that scene starts, there you see the the group of guys that aren't Hydra walk into the helicarrier pad to dis- to stop the helicarriers from taking off. Yeah, and they just get mowed down. Yeah, exactly. And it's like wow, like this is real. This is really happening. Mm-hmm. So. I like that they added that though, because you were beginning to think like the whole all of Shield was Hydra. It was Hydra, yeah. And that scene's important to show, okay, they're, well, they're, you get some of it with Agent 13 earlier, but yeah. you get a clear picture that there is a good part of S.H.I.E.L.D. that's still the good guys. Yeah. yeah. And not to forget, I mean, this movie is called Winter Soldier for a reason, because Winter yeah, Soldier, Sebastian, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Sebastian Stan plays Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier phenomenally yet again. Just the perfect bromance piece. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the movie when they're on in the bottom of the helicarrier and Captain America has a chance to kill... Bucky and he can't do it and then they both go into the water and Bucky drags him out it's just like yeah it's so cool to see that relationship well you're seeing you're seeing Cap struggle with him right but you're also seeing a personal struggle within the Winter Soldier oh yeah yeah. you know you can tell in his eyes too I mean he's not even saying much you can tell he's struggling with what to do next Yeah. yeah and so the first time they meet in that movie is on the rooftops and Cap's or when Cap first sees him with his mask off he says Bucky Bucky goes back to when they're about to wipe his mind and reconfigure him as a super so- mm-hmm. super soldier or whatever, and he's like, "They gotta call me Bucky. Do I know him? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Shock your face, you know, like." And one of my, one of my favorite scenes is uh, when him and uh, Black Widow go to the uh, army base, right? Yeah. And you got the the old Hydra supercomputer. Yeah, man. Yep, that's a good one too. Yeah. So it was, yeah. It was a change up too, and talked about fighting already, but Cap's fighting style. You know, mm-hmm. World War Two movie. It was all handgun and punching and a little shield play. Yeah, this movie is where the shield finally turned into the weapon it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even, yeah. even from that first shield. scene, right? Yeah, drop, drop it on that ship. I yeah, mean, dude, when he yeah. jumps out that plane, no parachute. Yeah. <laughs> that guy goes, "Did he have a parachute?" Another guy, no, he no. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Brock Romlo that plays Crossbones that said yeah. no, he didn't. Yeah. So that's another character. Crossbones, you introduced him a little bit. He kind of is a small part of Civil War later on. but Yeah. Um, he, he's a big villain in the comments. One of Captain America's, you know, art, pretty much a Captain America arch nemesis. He implied in an interview that he may be back. Maybe back. Oh, really? really? How, I don't Look know. at Chase just spitting out the news, man. The brain, man. Yeah. How, I don't know, but that's what he said. Well, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nobody dies, right? Yeah, exactly. Nobody's truly dead. <laughs> and then uh, we get introduced to Falcon in this as well. Anthony Mackie does a pretty good job playing Falcon, uh, kind of Captain America's war machine in a way. You know, like that, yeah, I mean, just really good friends. I love that. I love how you know you get this huge universe, but everybody's kind of got their best bud. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's gonna stick you by their see side that even more in our next movie. We're talking our next, about. I mean, it's hard not to it's get not, to Civil War because yeah. it's all fresh in our minds. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you want to say anything else about Winter Soldier? I love this movie. It really is my favorite movie. Second favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I mean, thinking about it now, you know, on our initial list, I definitely should have put it higher because it is just really, really good. It's just a good movie, man. It, it's There's elements about all these other movies I like, mm-hmm. like the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy and other things about other movies, but the uh, 
this movie has the best complete package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, best story, best character work. Like, yeah. Oh, and this is the introduction to the Russo brothers as directors. This is their first movie that they directed. They came from TV, Community. And some other mostly half-hour comedies, I believe. I think they made, made a, couple episodes, a couple episodes of 30 Rock, maybe. Yeah. Oh, cool. But, so they're mostly just like kind of sitcom type the, Yeah, sitcom writers. TVs, yeah. And then Marvel yeah. took, or took, director, a chance, took a chance on them, just like they did with a ton of directors, and it paid off. Now these guys are directing the biggest movie later on, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. So. Oh, dude, pumped. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Winter Soldier, our number two movie. And just by a slim margin, number two, to Captain America Civil War. Another Captain America, America fans, movie, or yeah. movie, surprise, surprise. Yeah, but, I mean, I feel like it was kind of pasted on. It's yeah. Avengers 2.5. It's yeah, Avengers that, 2.5, yeah, exactly. But you say that, but they also take a, take a good care of keeping it a Captain America Yeah, film. because it's all about Bucky. It's I mean, all about Captain America and Bucky, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's the completion of I mean, the Bucky is the trilogy. wrench thrown into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I like, love Bucky, man. Yeah. I love, I love the Winter Soldier. But Civil War, I, I watched it opening night. I it was, it it was a beautiful, too. you know. It's not authentic Civil War storyline, right? Yeah, yeah. Take aspects, and then so, and then it's a Captain America movie, right? Yeah. So it, it's a beautiful marriage between the Civil War storyline mm-hmm. and a Captain America. Yeah, film. they do a really good job handling purely Captain America movie, purely adaptation of Civil War, and melding the two together in a pretty good way. Yeah. Of, um, I mean, they, and they did did it justice, you know, because the whole thing started off in the comics about blowing up the schoolyard, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel because, and then in the movie, it was a hospital. Yeah, well, yeah. The hospital was the last straw of an ongoing of ongoing, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bringing it back to what we were talking about first in Avengers. Yeah, in yeah. New York, and then in and, Sokovia. Yeah, and, really, Age of Ultron, because the the law that passes the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Chase, tell us a little about the the new characters we're introducing to in this movie. We're well, we're introduced to uh, Scarlet Witch in the last movie, but we really get a little more in-depth character in yeah. this one. So yeah. I actually kind of count that one. Okay, um, yeah, and we also get introduced to. Uh, I mean, you see a little bit more of Scarlet Witch and Vision because they're in those scenes. Yeah. Together, As I say, yeah. both of them, and in the comic books, you see two, a more human side. Well, in the comic books, and you saw it kind of teased. In the comic books, those two are actually a couple. Yeah. yeah, and you saw that look they had in Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and I wondered if okay, is that going to be it? And then they moved into this one, and they, you see them so seized that maybe they are going to do that. Yeah, yeah. You get a little bit of fan service, like uh, Vision's cooking for Scarlet Witch. So, you know, maybe there'll be a couple yeah. in the future. But dude, I think one of the biggest names to come to the MCU out of it, Black Panther. Oh yeah, Black, Black Panther was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, awesome. Looks straight up like a Power Ranger. Not gonna try to pr- pronounce that guy's name, but uh, oh, shout something. C E. How that, they actually pronounce it? Because they never call him Black Panther in the comic. Oh, so his name is T'Challa. Yeah, T'Challa. Yeah, yeah, T'Challa. And man, he has a really good story arc with his his father. Yeah, his father dying, him taking over as the Black Panther. As the well, he was already the Black Panther. Okay. But having to take over as king, as king, yeah, and so having to be the warrior and the king, the leader of this Wakandian uh, country, mm-hmm. and he really and they did a good job handling that, definitely. And the fight scenes with him, man, like showing oh, off dude, his when skills. he's just running, running down the freaking freeway or highway, yeah, or whatever, ch- chasing Bucky down yeah. when Bucky's riding the motorcycle. Sick, and, man. This is going to tie to our next new character probably, but also 
they cast him to play Black Panther, and they're getting the movie ready. And it uh, went to Comic Con. It was their Disney's Comic Con D twenty three. They introduce him, and they show him on stage with Tony Stark and uh, Arcus Evans and uh, Robert Downey Jr. And at that time, the story did not include Spider Man. Yeah. And then when they got Spider-Man, they had to decide, okay, do we take him out? Because that was discussed. Do we take Black Panther out of this movie? And they're like, no, it's too good of a story. So yeah, yeah, it they really worked is. on including both of them, which they did a good job. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man uh, killed it. He did, oh, man. Yeah, Such yeah. a smart aleck, too. I loved it. Yeah, introduction to Spider-Man and the MCU. I was definitely worried because we've Ooh. had good Spider-Man movies and bad Spider-Man movies. And then now we get this fresh-faced 15-year-old Spider-Man, you know, definitely a teenager. Loved it. Absolutely yeah, def- loved definitely it. a teenager with the body of a Greek god. Like, when, he, when, he, when he puts on that suit, he becomes well, something else. When, yeah, well, he got bit by a spider that made him... Friggin' rip. Yeah, man. rip. But this really is, I mean, he's playing a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really is an 18-year-old. That they, they finally... We've always had 30-year-olds playing... Yeah, we had 40-year-old Toby Cryface... McGuire playing Spider-Man. Emo, emo Spider-Man? Yeah, hey, no. and, the, and then... Spider-Man 2 is my favorite one. Spider-Man 2 is good. Oh, Spider-Man 2 is good. I mean, yeah. it, Doc, I, come on, dude. That was insane. Very good movie. Yeah. But I was, I, just, I was just making a little quip at Thomas well, speaking, speaking of McGuire. Spider-Man top five for ranking the Spider-Man movies, I read two lists after this came out that the best Spider-Man movie is Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> it's not even a Spider-Man movie. And the, the, even though we had a, only a few scenes with him, he just... He stole the show. He did, man. I Every mean, scene he was in. I mean, I didn't know anybody that wasn't buying a ticket just to see him. Oh, yeah. Come on. Remember when, remember when they first announced it in that trailer? You first saw him? Yeah. Like, yeah. it blew my mind. Yeah, for sure. Up to this point, uh, Andrew Garfield was, like, my favorite Peter Parker, and mm-hmm. Tommy McGuire was, like, my favorite Spider-Man. I couldn't get both. Yeah, and you got both in this yeah, one. I finally got both, yeah. And so this also is a problem in the movie with me. I mean, I love Spider-Man, but... I'm I'm a purist. I love the comic arc Civil War, and in the comic, Spider-Man's already an established superhero. And well, yeah, spoiler, I mean, he's, he's older. This is a true spoiler alert for the comic if you haven't read it. But in the comic, Spider-Man unmasks himself in public in, for the first front, time, yeah. and it's a difference maker for the Civil War. It sets up whole new motivations and uh, controversial aspects of the of the story. And which I understand why they couldn't put it in the movie, but like I said, I'm curious and I wanted to see something like well, that. Well, I mean, happen. You, you, this was this was Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're you're in many ways. The comic right. book had three stars. The comic book, I mean, there was everybody was in it, but the three major stars of the Civil War comic book series were Cap, Iron, Iron Man, Man, and then Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. In between the two, yeah, yeah, because he was at some point in the storyline, he was on either side. So he started off Iron Man side, yeah, and mm-hmm. then realized. And I screwed up. I screwed up. Yeah. Um, um, but we got. But we got to get that sweet Iron Man spider suit. You're know talking about? Oh yeah, the Iron Spider. Suit. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So for anybody out there that is listening that hasn't read Civil War, go read it. I mean, it's an easy it's read. Fantastic. Uh, I've given to friends to introduce them to comics because it's just a really good. If story. you're, I mean, that and what we've already talked about. If you're worried about pricing, guys, you can get it on. On uh, iBooks for like twelve dollars, you don't have to spend the forty dollars that Barnes and Noble is trying to sell it for right now. But you get in a trade paperback where you get the whole story, uh, minus the big thing that happens at the end of Civil War. But yeah, it's not a huge huge deal. Civil War, the comic, not the movie. Civil War, the comic. Civil War 
part, the first Civil War. I guess we should say. Yeah, that. I have not actually dove into the Second Civil War whatsoever yet. I was uh, kind of waiting for a paperback to come out. Yeah, yeah, it just started right with uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, it's been it's going for a while. It's the, well, it's been going for a while, kind of. It's on issue four. I mean, it didn't start. It started fruition as soon when the movie was coming out. Yeah, I mean, they were prelude prelude to Civil War, basically, mm-hmm. and then. They got into the Civil War proper, and there's all these side issues and everything. Yeah, um, it's a very different storyline. It's coming down to the same kind of thing. I mean, it's going to be Avengers leader. Captain Spoiler Hulk. alert: the death of Hulk. Well, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. you. I didn't even know that. How did you not know that? I didn't know that. Well, for telling yeah. everybody, Hawkeye kills him. Hawkeye kills him. There with a gamma arrow through the heart. How do you not know Anyways, this? Anyways, moving on back to the movie. <laughs> Don't get to spoil everything. <laughs> we'll come back to this in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gone. But yeah, so Civil War, just a fantastic movie. I really like the dynamic between Steve Rogers and Bucky once again. It expanded upon the what we were introduced to in Winter this is Soldier. The one, is, is, it's not Winter Soldier. It's this one with the... the is this the one with the helicopter scene? Yes, that, when he's flexing. Yeah, it's yeah, like, just, dude, he's just straight just like working out. Greek god and out right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait, it's straight up. It is straight up like this. It's in the theater, I watched it in. Yeah. Everybody busted out laughing in that scene. Yeah, and justified. You know, it was it was justified. Dude. It's pretty dead. I like it. It was a good, good good scene. One thing we didn't talk about. Were we talking about new characters? But Ant Man. Ant Man, yeah, Paul Rudd. Oh yeah. They, uh, they don't they like kidnap him. Or something? No, they don't kidnap him. He just... He rolls out that little van. Yeah. <laughs> he was taking a nap. Dude, that little beady car scene. <laughs> I, I love Paul Rudd, man. I yeah. like that little talk. That little talk outside the van. Yes. Re- yes. That was not in the at script. The, at the airport? You're yeah. talking about? Yeah. That was not in there. Yeah. The director and everybody, the writer was there, producers. They got there and they saw him interacting with Chris Evans. And it's like, okay... We're gonna put this in the movie because he yeah. was just he was just the, the, the fanboyness he was showing yeah. in the movie he was showing in real life and they're like that's perfect see yeah. that's great see like I th- really do believe I mean just like J- Downey Jr. to Iron Man like Paul Rudd is Ant Man yeah he's, like, a, he's he made Scott Lane he for made sh- that for character sure. yeah you know yeah. this is a beautiful marriage yeah yeah and then you finally get to see. Bucky go back to Captain Captain America's side and have to deal with the Falcon is like, yeah, dude, I'm really his best friend. So we get that that one <laughs> car scene. We have a bromance love triangle. Yeah, yeah. when uh, Captain gets the Captain America gets the equipment from Agent Thirteen under the bridge. They you have Falcon and Winter Soldier like in the in the car and they just look at each other and they're like, yeah, they're about to get together, you know. So. <laughs> It's just really cool to see that it's not it's no longer just a bromance between two characters. It's like a bromance between three characters, and so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. to see. And then, uh, I mean, the biggest scene of the entire movie, the airport field scene. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. We haven't got on that yet. The no. biggest fight scene of all time. Uh, the biggest like hand, weird hand to hand combat well, guess, in an uh, open space scene of all time. Superhero fight scene the, of all the time. Big, well, the biggest. The most amount of characters that aren't yeah. CGI'd all the time. I don't know what. Not a full out battle like yeah. Avengers One. One of, mm-hmm. So I would say this is. My I like favorite. it a lot, but I mean, there's a lot of faces. Yeah, this is my favorite uh, fight scene in a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. I understand that you got you got the overview of like all the battles going on once, but they took time to do like. Come on, man! Here's Spider Man. Batman versus Superman. It, it's cool, <laughs> uh, but I like it because I mean, you got like, yeah, you got um. You get the whole Spider-Man aspect fighting. You got Ant-Man getting giant. Yeah, so you got Captain America versus Spider-Man. Then you have 
uh, Ant-Man and Hawkeye versus War Machine and then Giant Man versus everybody in the freaking <laughs> everybody just trying to crush everybody. So, then you got this weird you get this weird Black Widow Hawkeye thing going on. Yeah, like we were best friends when they were fighting against each other yeah. and then Black Widow trades sides. Trades sides. So she's she's kinda like the Peter Parker in the story. Yeah, she's kinda yeah, definitely. Like, eh, I guess I kinda understand. And then at the end of the scene we get probably the worst part of the movie where War Machine goes down. But doesn't die. But doesn't die. And he should have died. I think we all agree with that. that. I don't know. I think it was a little goofy because Vision's so powerful, right? Yeah. And it's Vision that knocks him out of the sky. So yeah. I feel like, I don't know, just... Story-wise, I kind of like that because that was a story beat showing Vision's humanity. Yeah, that he's not perfect. I understand. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that served a purpose. But would you all agree that it would have been better if he would have died? As far as... I mean, you kind, of, you kind of think he's dead for as a while. As far as raising the stakes of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like... I don't think. Somebody should have died, yes. I mean, in the original it, Civil War, there's death. More than one death. Well, that's what makes it so real. That's what makes it so impactful. But uh, also, too, if it, if it... In the way they filmed it, if that was the death, I don't know story-wise. I mean, you can make them do anything when you're writing it. Yeah. But the, the way they ended that movie, mm-hmm. I love the way that movie ends. <coughs> And you could not do that, have that relationship the way it ends, mm-hmm. if you had had him, somebody kill off his best friend. Yeah. So, servicing... I see what you're saying. On, it kind of ends with a handshake. It ends with... Well, it, I love that scene where they're all in prison. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the middle of the and ocean. he's reading the letter, and Cap walks up to the jail cell and smiles, and everybody's smiling, and he's saying, when you need us, we'll be there. And I'm sorry, and... They could have never moved past, which I'm. If y'all want to say, I'm not. I'm not it's not out on DVD yet. I'm not going to say the big event that happens in the toward the end of the movie. Um, but they could not end the story where they ended it if my best buddy had died. Okay, right, I, I, see I can it. see that. Yeah. That's a good point. Good point. We would have never talked about that without the brain on here. You gotta have Chase, man. Chase yeah. keeps us together. But yeah, so I, I think we can all agree that Civil War is at this point the best MCU movie. I mean, it's still debatable, but all these movies are so close. I mean, in my opinion, they're all the best. You know? Yeah, I mean, there hasn't like, like we were talking about earlier. I mean, there hasn't really been a flop yet. Yeah, maybe, but, we'll, uh, maybe, we, hopefully, we'll get one. We'll kind of discuss that in this next segment, which is our least favorite MCU film. And uh, Jason, want to get you want to start that? What's your least favorite MCU film? So let me preface it with this: not necessarily like the one you hate. Like it doesn't have to be a terrible movie that you or that you believe is a terrible movie. But if we were to go home and binge watch the whole MCU set which movie would you skip if you could skip one movie um iron man 2 uh, iron man was a big hit and they realized okay we've got something here and then i think they i've read before that the nick fury part at the end of iron man 1 was like a afterthought they're like oh wait we can do this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then same thing with incredible hulk if you watch that movie there's not a lot of stuff that's in that movie Tying it to the MCU, yeah, that wasn't couldn't be added later. Who who did that? Who did what? Who did Incredible Hulk? Director or or who made it? Who made it? Uh, Universal Pictures. Universal, yeah, owns the rights to distribute Hulk movies. Mm -hmm. So any movie made that is a Hulk movie has to be made with them distributing it. Marvel can make it, but Universal has to be the one getting half the money for it. Yeah. Um. 
but anyway, they were got to Iron Man two, and they're realizing they're putting all this stuff together after the fact, and then they try to do which is one of my flaws with uh, Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. They're trying to play catch up now, and so they're trying to like jump. Okay, Superman movie. Let's make a Batman slash Superman sequel slash Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice slash. all at one time. We're trying to get there. We're trying to get to the final result that took twelve movies. Yeah. In like a third of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're skipping Marvel, step one, two, and three, well, and going straight to four. Marvel almost did, I think, which is what the problem was with Iron Man two. They had a bunch of Shield stuff like shoved in there that kind of messed up the story some. Mm-hmm. It just it just didn't work for me. Uh, the story didn't flow the way it needed to. Okay. He had removed all the shield stuff and beefed up the villain some and paid a little more closer attention to Tony's story. Mm-hmm. I think it would have worked better, but that diner scene with Nick Fury yeah. and a bunch of other stuff just kind of held it back. Um, Black Widow was cool, but I don't think she really needed to be in there, really. But I'm glad they introduced her because maybe if John Favreau and the writers hadn't introduced her there, we wouldn't have her now. But yeah. um, I just don't think the story flowed the way it needed to. Yeah, you yeah. mentioned uh, Tony Stark's story. I think that was the most personal, and until Civil War, that was the most personal we got with Tony Stark, with his yeah. parent, with his dad, and his struggle to basically stay alive. So, but I think cramming the other stuff in there, yeah, I can understand. Kind of took away from it, yeah. I keep trying to think of my least favorite, but I keep talking myself out of it. Well, so I think not necessarily your least favorite, but what movie would you skip if you had to, if you could only if you had to skip one movie? I mean, I can think of like one, but I, I can't think of a lot of reasons why. Like, really, just like I was saying earlier, Thor. You know, I felt like a lot more should have happened on Earth. You know, the Asgard stuff was awesome. You know what I mean? More should have happened or should not have happened. Should because it was kind of just well, it was just kind of just confided to that one. Space. A lot of people's complaints for that movie is the exact opposite. That the, too much on Earth. Yeah, too Asgard, much on Earth. The Asgard stuff's the good stuff, and the Earth stuff is the t- bad stuff. Yeah, I mean, I can see that too because, like, trying to force a love interest, which to me works out. But then, like, he got like the whole. I mean, it's Shield, right? That comes and investigates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a good movie, but if if you if I had to go home and skip one, that'd be it. Yeah, it's not a movie that you're like, oh right, yeah, I'm. About can't to wait watch to watch Thor again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So for me, I would say the Incredible Hulk. Um, but I mean, is that it's made by still an MCU movie? You, which it's partially. Produced. I mean, it's a different actor, right? Yeah, it's part of it though. Yeah. Yes, because at the end of the movie, you get Tony Stark. Tony Stark shows up, and then you also have the CGI in it's so bad. You also have a uh, the what's his name? Uh, Whatever the military guy's name that comes Ross. to Civil War. Yeah, Ross. General Ross. General Ross, he's in Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. And he's in Civil War. And then also there's a deleted scene in Incredible Hulk where you see Captain America's body. Uh, come. It's, he's in, in the ice when uh, Edward Norton turns into the Hulk. He shoots himself in the head, but then he, the Hulk stops it. And he smashes the ice, and you see Captain America's body like come up with the ice. Really cool little, hmm. cool Did you little ever, snippet. you realize I, they referenced that deleted scene kind of in Avengers? He talks about I think that, yeah. he talks about eating a bullet and then the other guy spitting it out. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So there's definitely tie-ins, but like you said, or like and definitely like you mentioned, Chase, there's not enough in that movie to connect it to the MCU as a whole. And then as far as the quality, I mean, you had really good aspect of fighting, of more of the Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde 
fighting the Hulk. Edward Norton. You saw a lot of Bruce Banner, a little bit of Hulk, and then kind of like uh, I said about uh, having to fight that. What I just said about uh, Spider Man. I got a really you got a really good Banner. Yeah, but not a really good Hulk. Yeah. Um. And Spider Man, which Spider Man? Or just Spider Man? Spider Man. Spider Man. Ross talking earlier about how uh, Civil uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man was yeah. my favorite. Uh, Peter Parker. Okay. It's that, that duality of characters. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so if I was going to skip a movie and I'm trying to go through the whole MCU universe, mm-hmm. I would skip Incredible Hulk because it doesn't really affect the MCU that much. I yeah. Because I mean, he he's basically rebooted again in Avengers One. Yeah. And I, I think that uh, probably the three movie, well, Thor: The Dark World is probably one of the more not reviled movies, but one of the least favorite movies in the general consensus. But I think the three movies that we pointed out are pretty on par with the rest of the world. Uh, yeah, I, I personally really like Iron Man too, but you made good points. So that's kind of that's kind of our least favorite movies. And then not, uh, yeah, are, it's hard to say. I understand. Yeah, that's the movies we would skip if we had if we had to skip one movie. If you had to rank all twelve in order, yeah, <laughs> which one would be twelve? Yeah. yeah. So uh, just moving on. We, Marvel has a, a quite a, quite a few movies on the docket. They've already released mm-hmm. like their schedule for the next upcoming years, and we kind of got an idea. At, if you look at that schedule, they had for a little while. They just had a fem, they said female led movie. Is that Captain Marvel? Well, they didn't really have that that I remember. They had, and which they haven't done yet, which, which they're going to have to start doing soon. But they had a bunch of untitled Marvel movie, untitled Marvel movie, Mar- yeah. And yes, a bunch of these are the untitled Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And before we start talking about the future, there's just logistics. There, this coming, yes, this coming year will be the first time we switch to three movies a year. We yeah, were, we in were 2017. We yeah. were two movies a year forever. Mm-hmm. This, this year, we're going to get uh, three movies in 2017. That's how it's going to be at least till. Isn't it great? Isn't it a great time to be alive, boys? Oh yeah, I, mean, I love Marvel and. I remember looking. I remember reading about this stuff in 2006 and seeing like all these Marvel movies that are supposed to be coming out, and then hearing about Iron Man, and then hearing about the Avengers. I'm like, oh my gosh! Yeah, this is really happening. This is my life right now. So, yeah. before um, we start talking about the future next year, I guess we should talk about the current state. The one that's no, the ones coming this year. Oh well, so we, we we kind of talked about Doctor Strange a little bit in the last episode, yeah. but mm-hmm. if you want to add anything? Yeah, let's talk about it. Like, yeah. dude, I. I don't know what I was thinking. I didn't watch the trailer, the second trailer, right? I didn't even know that was a thing after our podcast yesterday. Yeah. I went and watched it. Dude, that last that last Wi-Fi password scene had me rolling on the ground. Oh, I haven't watched the trailer. But you haven't seen it? No. Oh, he, um, so like they're in the little, the little monk place. I can't remember. What, is there a certain name for it? I can't remember. I don't think so, no. But anyway, and like one of the guys, the the head guys, gives him a little scroll or whatever, and uh-huh. he opens it up, and what does he say? Not a sigil. I can't remember what he says either. He says, "This is, is this, well, this is my schedule. Is this my something?" And yeah. He turns around and says, it's a, "No, it's the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages." Oh, that's hilarious, he's like way man. up in the, you know off in the yeah, mountains that's funny. in the middle of Tibet or something. Yeah, that's so funny, dude. But uh, yeah, that movie, that trailer, it showed. It finally showed our, our what's supposed to be our villain, I believe. Yes. Anybody watch Hannibal? Hannibal uh, no. or no. he was wasn't he a J, James Bond villain? Casino uh, Royale. Okay, well, you talking about the. Mads, I think yeah, Mads. He's also in Doctor Who, I think, at some point. Dude, with not, some but... straight demon eyes. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Dude, that looks so cool. Um, 
can't remember his name. The uh, guy that says the Wi-Fi joke. Um, can't remember his name. He's also in The Martian. He's playing a character, I think, called Mordor. Mordo. Yeah, Baron Mordo. So he's supposed to be a Doctor Strange villain, actually. Yeah, way. which I read during Comic-Con that they're going to make him a little more likable. And I don't think he's going to be the villain in this one. looks like he's on either... It looks like he's going to be the villain a... turn, like maybe a Loki be the, not the brother, but the buddy yeah. to this one and help with the final fight and then maybe have a turn toward the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like, I'm, I'm guessing they were they were like buddying up in the trailer. Again, another guy from The Martian, Benedict Wong, playing yeah. Wong. Yeah, playing Wong, yeah. And Wong is like his, in the comic books, that I can I haven't read a bunch of Doctor Strange, but it's in the comic books. Basically, it's Alfred, right? Yeah, it's, or his right-hand man is... Mm-hmm. Buddy in combat. I mean, yeah. they're, they're Batman and Robin. Oh, okay, nice. I got you. Cool. And uh, he's in it too. I'm, I'm guessing the, what they're going to do is, which it's been in some cartoon versions of the story I've seen, is when Doctor Strange finally ends up being the new uh, the sorcerer, sorcerer Supreme. Supreme, yeah. That's when he's going to have his villainous turn. He's going to feel betrayed because it's not him. Okay. So and okay. it's the second trailer is awesome. You get to see a lot of augmented reality. You, you can tell I'm not a big. They're like standing on the sides of buildings, but it's like horizontal. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm not a big 3D man. Mm-hmm. But if any movie's gonna be awesome to see in 3D, it's gonna be that one. Or any movie that will make you throw up in 3D, it's gonna be that one. Yeah. yeah. But that's where I am with uh, Doctor Strange. And oh well, one more thing. That is the first introduction into, which I'm sure they're gonna put a spin on it. Magic. In yeah. the MCU, so that's cool. neat to see how they how they do that. Yeah, cool, cool. So, you know, segueing into just the further future, we we have picked a couple of movies that we're just kind of talk about individually, and I I'll, I'll start it off. Well, actually, you know what, Taylor, you started off with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, we'll May fifth, two thousand seventeen. Yep. I kind of did some research, and you talked about you know one big thing after the movie. I don't know if any of you guys are musicians or anything, but you had the the mixtape, right, get mm-hmm. put out, and it kind of tells the whole story, right? And it kind of leads off with who Peter Quill's father is. A lot of it is foreshadowed in who is his father, right? Okay. And so they're talking about Kurt Russell playing his father's name is Ego. Mm-hmm. I think Chase is tell, telling me that he's like a planet. In the comic books, in the comic book, if, if they go the comic book route, he's a planet. He's a living planet. But there's yeah. talk about him being able to have a human form body yeah. that he they, used to explore the universe. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying that James Gunn is just using the name and making a totally different character. Yeah. Some people say that maybe he is going to go with the living planet version and then having him create a humanoid. I'm a little leaning toward planet just because I saw a lot of set pictures and a lot of, I mean, uh, Sylvester Sloan's in it. And I, I, I've seen him walking to set. Yeah. I have not seen, uh, Kurt Russell anywhere physically near the set in any of the set photos or anything. Which yeah. I may have just missed that photo, but that means that if he's going to be a planet, he doesn't really need to be on set that much. So Yeah, yeah a lot of green screen work. And yeah. it's James Gunn. We, we, you really can't predict what he's going to bring to the table. So I, I can fully see a living planet. Yeah. And James and, Gunn would make it funny and really just get Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to be a comedy. Like, you're, um, you know, you got Yon doing Rocket. Trapped in the cell, yeah. Baby Groot trying so to get him out. This is from the Comic Con footage. Yeah. yeah, Baby Groot trying to get him out. Keeps I bringing mean, the wrong items. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that. It's gonna be hilarious. Comic book fans, Yondu will have his fin. Yeah, I did see that. Really? Yeah, he's supposed to have like a, a fin, fin in the. Comic well, book. he's an archer, right? Well, he's. 
in the in the comic books, he is. He's an, an archer because he, okay. he he was in the Guardians of the Galaxy, like the original. I think I was looking up somewhere, and he was in the original mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Which the original run and the current, well, not the current run, but the original run and the newest run up until the movie came out were very different. And now the run that's going now. It's based on the movie. It's based on the movie. Mm-hmm. Star Lord. Yeah, because after the movie, you're getting like Groot solo comics. You're getting Rocket and Groot. You're getting just Rocket. Like yeah. they're going wild with it. Yeah, Star Star Lord. Why he is in the comic books now was movie Star Lord. He wasn't like that mm-hmm. in the comic books before. Well, I remember when they first announced him? He was totally different. He was actually like a superhero from space. Like mm-hmm. he only showed up in a couple like one offs, and then they finally used the character in the Guardians. Mm-hmm. I was watching a couple YouTube videos the other day. But yeah, I mean, who's not excited for that? Yeah, and so there's not a lot of whole story that's been a lot, a lot of story that's details that have been released. So yeah. it's still up in the air. And keeping yeah. in true Guardians fa- fashion, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah, and <laughs> James Gunn is back to direct. He did a phenomenal job with the first one. So and right. Yeah, so we fully expect a good movie. I'm just hoping. Sure. I'm hoping we get a second mixtape. Because that was awesome. We yeah, we do. Uh, they show it at the end of the first movie. Yeah, I'm saying I'm talking about like an actual physical oh, copy again. I'm sure we will. So moving on to the next movie, actually the next movie chronologically after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, next July seventh, we have Spider Man Homecoming, and so we have uh, and, his and name what a is losing name. me. This, who's plays Spider Man? I just went blank myself. Uh, Moving on. Well, whatever the kid's <laughs> name is, he's coming back as Spider-Man. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be showing up at Cameo and as Iron Man. We have Marissa Tomei as Aunt May coming hey, back. Or as they say in the movie, I think at one point, Hot Aunt May. Yeah, yeah hot, hot, hot Aunt May. Yeah, hot Aunt May. <laughs> and then we have uh, Chadwick, not Chadwick Boseman. That's the guy that plays Black Panthers. Yeah, we finally pulled the name. Yeah, um, Donald Glover is in in this movie. He's been announced playing a role. Like Tom Holland. Right. Yeah, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton has mm-hmm. been. Uh, yeah, he he originally was announced as going to be in the movie, and then it was like, oh, maybe he's not. But yeah, he has he is in the movie. It's been proven correct. Uh, we don't know exactly what character he's playing yet. They There's, seem to be leaning. Heavily, heavily now after Comic Con to Vulture. Yeah, he, yeah. There's hint that he's a villain and Birdman being Vulture, and then just think, also, how great is that name? Spider Man finally coming to the MCU. Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, such a great name. There's also hints of uh, another villain. I can't remember his name being in the movie, but I'm I'm super excited for it. We got a really good. I just Spider Man. I just hope the second one we got another Doc Ock because. <laughs> I would love to see what, what a yeah. Doc Ock today looks like. Yeah, I do too. But like I said, only uh, at some point the Spider-Man Two. With Sam Raimi. That's that's that made the that's my Spider-Man movie right, right now. That's my that's my complete Spider-Man movie. My yeah. Spider-Man is Tom Holland now, but my complete Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man Two. So if you yeah. do Doc Ock, you better do him. Uh, well. I, I really did enjoy Amazing Spider-Man yeah. One. I know a lot of people at the table did not. No, I, I love Amazing Spider-Man. I, I did too. Okay. Because um, seeing Gwen Stacy finally was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was. Because you know I'm a Spider Gwen fan. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, you want to be they the, did a lot the of male things. version of Spider Gwen? Yeah, Spider Man. Spider-Man. They did a lot of things right in those two movies. I, I hate them less than a lot of people. Yeah. Hate they, them. I mean, they only fell flat on a few subjects. A lot of the villains is the only thing that really fell flat in them yeah. to me. But, uh,. So if the villain is Vulture, I'm I'm excited for that. We haven't seen Vulture in a Spider-Man film yet, so you do have to worry about the fact that it's got the one, two, three, four, five writers. 
Yeah, so yeah, you have so input you, from Sony and you have Marvel. Hands, yeah, a lot of hands in the pot. And I can't ever say his name right. I think it's Kevin Feig. Feig. Uh, uh, Kevin Feige. Feige. Yeah. He's the producer of every Marvel movie back to the beginning. Yeah. Even though he wasn't full-on, hands-on in the first two, he's been the sole producer of everything since Iron Man, after Iron Man 2. Yep. He is sharing producer credit on Spider-Man Homecoming, so I don't know how much input Sony's actually Sony's having. Sony's having it, yeah. And uh, I don't know well, anything really about John Watts as a director. I'm sure he's a new director that we probably haven't seen before. Or He's done small stuff again. Yeah. I mean, so. if it's anything like, if it's even one iota to uh, how it was in Civil War, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a great movie. Yeah. So that's Spider-Man Homecoming. Like I said, July 7th, 7th 2017, prime summertime. Going to be a big blockbuster. Probably going to make tons of money. I'll be there opening night. I'm sure these guys will be there opening night. Maybe together. Who knows? I, I'll be Brook- in Brookhaven that time. So yeah, cool. You guys yeah, are still here. I'll be there. We'll, uh, we'll watch Spider-Man together. It'll be my birthday. Yeah. So uh, Chase is going to talk a little bit about the next one on the docket, which is Thor Ragnarok. Ooh, can't wait. Which is, according to the information that's on the internet and some of the stuff from Comic-Con, going to be basically Thor 3 and Hulk 2. I mean, they're going to... Since... Marvel can't use Hulk and have mm-hmm. all get all the money from it basically in a solo movie. They're going to make a Thor movie that has it pulls a bunch from what appears to be uh, World World Hulk and Planet Hulk. Yeah. Um, one of the best things about that storyline is Hulk is Hulk almost the entire storyline. Yeah, exactly. So it like you're talking about resolving a lot of Hulk issues. Yeah, and then it's the rumor is which they've talked about. They're still in the process of working out how much of this is going to actually happen, but that possibly Hulk will have been in Hulk mode mm-hmm. since the end of Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah, and that prolonged time in that form has made his consciousness kind of start to merge with Banner. Yeah, and we might get a verbal talking. That's what I was going to say. Maybe he'll be a little bit more of an intelligent yeah. being. Yeah. Which they, they were still thinking about to do it or not to do it, but it's... it's. I mean, that's why he flew off in the first place, right? To me, it's a no-brainer to do it. That's I mean, a good idea. At some point, if you want to give the Hulk character of the Hulk some kind of character development beyond the little you've given him, mm-hmm. yeah. he has to be able to verbalize things. Yeah. To yeah. at least some extent. If it's very simple sentences, you have to get there at some point. Yeah. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe... Ragnarok in the comments is kind of an uh, uh, Armageddon type story. For it Thor. is, and uh, how that's going to play out, I don't know. I do know that the story rumor is that um, Thor gets banished from Asgard. Okay, and when he gets banished from Asgard, I'm guessing by Odin slash Loki. Loki, yeah, yeah. yeah. That when he gets banished, he get, ends up on a gladiator planet. Mm-hmm. Which is straight out of the Hulk comic. Yeah, Planet yeah. Hulk. And he fights through all the the people and gets to the end, and the reigning champion comes out, and it's be, be like a little uh, little Hulk. fighting for Daenerys Game of Thrones type scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the final the, the reigning champion comes out, and it's Hulk, and they meet and talk supposedly. If that finally happens in the Chase, story, you should write this movie, man. You just pitched a fantastic movie that I would watch. Any I, day. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm hoping that's what happens, and that's what they said. Rumor wise, will happen. Are we going to get another Infinity Gem out of anything? I'm thinking if they're going to put another one in a movie, because I've already James Gunn's already said there's not one, unless he's just hiding story. Uh, I doubt James Gunn's going to put another one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's one thing some of these directors and writers have complained about is 
every once in a while, Marvel says, okay, you have to put this in your story. Yeah. And, but he's, James Gunn has said that he is not having one in his story, that he's had little to no interference by Marvel this time, um, and not much last time. But if there's going to be a th- gem in a movie, it's going to be Thor Ragnarok or maybe Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because we're finally, Black Panthers, we're finally going to be getting a, uh, another one on a, maybe where the primary story takes place on another continent. Yeah. Well, which would be good. Yeah, and Wakanda. Because they, mo- they mostly take place in like New York, California. Yeah. yeah. And not to talk about that movie because it wasn't on our list, but it's the next, first one, 2018. Um, I just went blank on his name. Uh, Bucky. He's their actor has talked to Sebastian Stan has talked about or teased possibly that he'll be in that in Black Panther. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, he's in the end credit scene, right? Was well, arm, that's where he or they put him staying. under. Yeah. He's in Wakanda right now, apparently. Yeah. yeah, it would be silly if the whole movie takes place in Wakanda, unless you just have to do it for story reason. That would be the last opportunity to get him out of ice before Infinity War. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and clear this right now, guys. If Thor Ragnarok doesn't turn out the way that Chase just pitched it. Be looking for the fan film Thor Ragnarok, the real version that we will create. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, Planet Hulk. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok versus Planet Hulk. There you go. Coming out, coming to a theater near you never. Yeah. <laughs> um, one more thing I was thinking about, just sitting here looking at the list, actually, has uh, I've thought about in the coming future, not really talking about any one movie, Avengers Age of Ultron Part 1, Part 2, and or then Infinity two, War. Oh, yeah, Infinity War, excuse me. Infinity War with two movies randomly sandwiched in between. Yeah, uh, and then one yeah. of them, one of them is the first time a female character will be mentioned in a, a title of an MCU movie, right? And yeah, well, yeah female led MCU. Movie. Really, both yeah. of them are back to back. Wasp is mentioned in the title, and then the next one's Captain Marvel, which will star a female. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were yeah. saying that Captain Marvel, she's a current leader of the Avengers. In the comic books right now, during Civil War, mm-hmm. she's one side of the war. And Civil War two, Avengers, and the other side is Tony Stark. Uh, Speaking of uh, Captain Marvel, I did learn today that Brie Larson did win an Academy Award for Room. Oh, nice. So I just want to clear that up for the viewers from the last episode, and we were unsure. Yeah. uh, What do you think story-wise they're going to do, though, with with two random movies sandwiched in between the two? Which I've already heard that Infinity War Part 1 and Infinity War Part 2 will not be the final titles for the movies. Yeah, so here's my theory about Infinity War Part 1. I think we'll see the final Infinity Stone. We'll see... Maybe Thanos already has one. You mentioned that earlier in another discussion we had. And him building the Affinity Gauntlet, and then at the end of the film, maybe we get a little bit of his plan initiating. So Yeah, well, like th- yeah, think about when we watch Killing Joke, right? Yeah. Basically two movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the first I, half, the, the, the build, and the second half, the conclusion. Well, so they could I, do many things. I mean, they also they could have a very apparently Thor Hulk... Maybe Guardians Heavy Part One. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that leads into a Part Two where yeah. all those characters meet up with everybody else on Earth. Uh, you, you never know what they're going to do. Which I thought it was weird to have Captain Marvel and yeah. Ant Man because, for example, at right now, Ant Man is on the run from the government because he's been put in prison and then broke out. Mm-hmm. So he's only have to have some kind of story done after Infinity War Part One. Yeah, and you're talking about like a full year between the two movies. Yeah, so. Two. Anyway. Yeah, and so just uh, still talking about that, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp would be kind of like what Ant-Man was after Avengers Age of Ultron, where it's not the you know it's not necessarily taking place after Infinity War Part One, but kind of like at the same time. Yeah. But then Captain Mar- Marvel, I think that would be more of like a recruit uh, origin film, but 
kind of a recruitment film for the Avengers. Like, oh, we are facing this threat, and you now we need so? Captain Marvel. I, I think so because Captain Marvel, Maybe not just like in her, but her not just how Ant Man was. Like, it's just his pure. And they keep it in a confined. Well, they, they have to bring Captain Marvel. They may introduce Captain Marvel in, in Infinity War Part Let's One. Say or her, something. her powers are. That's probably cosmic what, I, in nature. I, I yeah. bet almost that is exactly what they do. Is in Infinity War Part One is the introduction to her character, and then they give her a full origin. So the, they'll be pulling a, a DC on because that. They, they always do that. <laughs> they always do that. They'll pull a, be pulling a DC like the, the way Batman would be done in the DC universe. DC then, universe. But I won't get into this because this will be its own podcast in and of itself. But after that, we'll have to figure out what's next. What's next? Yeah, the all these actors' one. contracts are up, but I got a bunch of newbies though. What will happen there? So yeah, the future is bright for the films in the MCU. Yeah, uh, we're, we got quality films coming out. I'm super pumped for it. I'm sure, you guys are super pumped for it. The world's super pumped for it. We, you've heard about superhero fatigue, but at this table, I don't think we're fatigued about superhero movies. So we're definitely we'll be paying movie paying money to watch these movies. Yeah, and so that kind of concludes this episode. Just talking about the MCU, what we liked about it, what maybe we didn't like about it. You know, I like to see. I want like a, like a Marvel, like horror movie. Marvel supernatural horror. Supernatural type, movie. type horror. They keep movie. talking about bringing Blade back. Yeah, like wouldn't that be neat? Or like a, the Swamp Thing. The Swamp Marvel? Thing. No, it's DC. The DC. Yeah. There's something similar to Swamp Thing that's Marvel. There is. It's called. Oh, what is it called? I can't remember, but they were made. I remember watching like a comparison between Marvel and DC, and they were made in like the same exact year. Yeah. That happens a lot. Though. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so that kind of concludes this episode, but I will be back doing a review of The Killing Joke, most likely The Stranger Things in the same episode. Yeah. We still have to upload our Batman vs. Superman review, and then who knows what the... Oh, Suicide Squad, once again. Yeah. Very close. Everybody go watch that movie next Thursday on whatever day that is, August 4th. Yes, or, August or 4th. August 5th when it actually comes out. Why are yeah. we walking to that movie and it sucks? What if we walk in and it sucks? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I just... So this is a classic example of me like letting trailers drive my motivations about movies. I'm ready for just a movie that blows me out of the water. And if it's terrible, I'm going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. Frankly. I will be pissed. We... So. Okay, when we come back, uh, Wesley will. <laughs> we'll see if Wesley is pissed. <laughs> Guys, this has been uh, Watch It, Love It, Let's Talk About It. I'm Taylor Barron. I'm Wesley Swink. Chase Etheridge. Have a good night, guys. Guys, we want to apologize for any background noise or us accidentally uh, hitting the table that the mic was sitting on. We're still a young podcast, and we're going to work on getting better audio quality for you guys. Just bear with us.